You're listening to the Kelly to the Core podcast. Let's peel the apple and get to the good stuff with your host, Kelly Willenberg. You're listening to Kelly to the Core. This afternoon, I am pleased to welcome Don Pittinger, who is a dear friend of mine, and we have known each other for a number of years in the billing compliance world. Uh, and we have spoken a number of times at conferences together. Dawn, welcome, and thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to join this podcast. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background and your journey as to where you are now in your career? I am currently the Research Financial Compliance Officer at Moffitt Cancer Center. So my department lies within corporate compliance. But prior to going to this, I spent about 14 years in the healthcare system doing everything research from grants and clinical trials to coverage analysis, all of the soup and nuts and bolts of everything that we deal with, so many of us deal with every day, uh, across multiple studies. Um, and then I left and went to the technology side for a little bit. But during this journey, I uh, received my bachelor's degree, uh, an MBA in healthcare administration, and then most recently, uh, earning my doctorate of business administration. That is fantastic. So um, that was a long process for you, but I know you're thrilled to have that completed as part of your career. I am, and I'll be uh, excited to, after the conference in Denver in August, I will leave that weekend and and truly go celebrate and, and participate in my hooding ceremony. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun to present the research at the conference and then uh, finalize that week with that ending bang, so to speak. And that will be a bang. I, it's congratulations to you. So thank you for the listeners. Let me tell everyone that the research billing compliance summit will be held in Denver, Colorado, August 8th to the 10th live and in person at the Hyatt Regency. And we are thrilled to bring the billing compliance community together. Once again, um, Brian Maine and me have worked together for, um, Let's see, it's been about 20, uh, let's see, about 14 years now. And uh, he works with Momentum Events. And we are bringing this live to the billing compliance community because we feel like this is a community that likes to be together and um, learns from each other. And the networking is really important. Do you agree? Oh, it is so important. And I'm looking forward to it. It's the best summit, the best conference, uh, and the people that you meet and the things that you learn go with you and you carry on. And this, this group is so special and it's how I've gotten where I'm at because of so many like Kelly that I met so many years ago. And now we've all become such great friends and colleagues and you just don't find that everywhere. So super exciting. It is. It's exciting to bring this 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 group of people together again as we um, try to help each other in the research billing compliance world. So as Dawn shared, she has just finished her doctorate uh, research, and she is uh, going to present that in the at the August event. And the title of her session is a patient centric framework 
to prevent and reduce financial toxicity risk for clinical research participants and enrolling sites. So Dawn, why don't you tell everybody a bit about your research and about what you hope to cover during this conference in August? I'd be happy to. I will say uh, this program that I went through began three years ago. And three years ago, that was before COVID. So a lot changed over the course of this time as I tried to determine what what kind of problem exists out there for the clinical research arena, which is the area that I, I love and that I'm passionate about and wanted to find something to do my doctoral research in. I mean, why not? Do what you're passionate about, then it's not work. It didn't seem like school. And when I worked through this, being in billing compliance, we know that patients are the ones that end up at the end of the spectrum with issues or maybe financial toxicity when incorrect billing may occur or processes aren't in place up front to ensure the proper handling of charges or even explaining to the patients what to expect. And so that's what drove me in this direction. And I really wanted to look at the patient-centric side of things. A lot of clinical research and what happens focuses on the business side and then the scientific discovery and the safety side from a clinical aspect. But really, who is looking at what what is going on with the patient from a financial understanding? And so I don't want to spill the beans about all the really cool stuff that we came up with or that throughout this process. But, but we know that research sites have different medical billing practices and we know clinical research billing noncompliance is a risk. We also know that financial toxicity can impact a patient seeking healthcare services um, through unexpected financial burdens, distress, or decreased satisfaction. Mm -hmm. But what, what really was the question at the end of the day for me and what drove my research was the problem where high-level details regarding costs written in the informed consent and signed by the participant when consenting to participate in a clinical research study don't necessarily give them enough detailed information to go one-to-one -one for the medical bills they might receive. Mm -hmm. So if you think about that, I mean, the common person, me, my parents, my children, you'll get a facility bill, you'll get a professional bill, you might get a lab bill for one visit. And it's not common to understand how to handle these. And so add in clinical research and now you've made it even more complex. So throughout the research, uh, we found through a survey through many sites that sites don't know what the patient truly understands. There is a consenting process and regulations are followed. But yet uh, when it gets down to that deep inner understanding, it's not always known what that patient understands. So throughout the research that I'm going to present in August is this framework that implemented could help the sites not just inform their participants and decrease their financial toxicity, but also increase their satisfaction, which ties to patient experience, which is what many, the healthcare world 
everywhere ties to patient experience. So not only doing that, but also decreasing your risk at the site level of clinical research billing noncompliance and establishing a better financial transparency. So through all of these mechanisms, through this framework that I uh, put together from my research, I think sites are going to find some really useful things and they're going to see that many of them are already doing this. They're just not connecting the dots or maybe they weren't thinking about it this way. I totally agree with what you've said. And I think that what sites need to realize is this, this, this can be a real issue with um, patient satisfaction and actually patient compliance to the mm-hmm. protocol. You know, yes. they, they get a, a bill and they have questions and then, oh, well, I just want to go off the study. And I think sites are struggling enough with a recruitment uh, and accrual that they don't need the added burden of financial toxicity with patients when patients really do not understand their liability as a patient in a clinical trial. Do you agree? I totally agree. And not only that, I mean, for those of us in this area that work in this every day, we might uh, dig deeper into that and, and put more thought into it. But how do how do teams really know what their patients understand if they're not surveying them, if they're not asking them? Mm-hmm. And so we can we can presume and we can see what's happening, but without some sort of mechanism to really begin to benchmark these areas, how, how can sites improve in this area and help the patients? Because again, a patient-centric thought process is that it's what the patient needs and what they want. And so this way you're driving your business side at more patient, patient-centric and not just institutional centric, shall we say? I, I totally understand that. I, and I think you're hitting on something in it. You know, research, research needs to be looking at not only the, the accrual, the trial, the integrity of the data, but you, you are correct in patient satisfaction is really a part of this. And I look forward to people hearing about your research and hearing more about what your, your survey and your research you know, showed you and how you put together your process and um, show people just what it does take to do this kind of patient-centric framework to make it better for patients. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait to see people um, at the summit and share this in, this really cool information. I mean, it was it was uh, a breath of fresh air, I'll say. You know, going through a doctoral program is not easy, but finding and putting this together was so exciting. That's all I can say. It's really exciting. And I can't wait to share it with your group first um, and and see what others have to say and, and how they think it can help their sites. And that's the whole point of the Research Billing Compliance Summit is to pull the people together, share ideas, best practices, and to learn and you know, be a group that can support and and give each other the framework that we need to be able to do this very challenging area of work that we do every single day in billing compliance. So Dawn, thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to seeing you at the Research Billing Compliance Summit in August um, 8th to the 10th, Denver, Colorado. If you want information about the summit, and you don't know where to find it, just reach out and let me know, kelly at kellywillenberg.com, and we will make sure you get the information. 
You've been listening to Kelly to the Core. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Kelly to the Core podcast. Subscribe to the show with your favorite podcast player directly or through our website, kellytothecore.com.